children's songs and ballads and pub tunes. And then she'd sing in the simple and sweet style called Chien Nos, her beautiful, clear voice ringing through the room, unaccompanied by instruments. Listen to that, he said, leaning closer to the window. The storm is singing. He hummed along with the sound, then added words to the tune. The only good that had come out of his parents' work at the Hound was that the five Quinn children were expected to help out on the weekends, which was when the pub hosted local musicians. Rather than dragging his feet to work, Riley arrived early so he could finish his tasks in time to sit in a dark corner of the pub and listen to the music. Riley pushed away from the window and crawled into the bed he shared with Danny. Don't worry, he whispered. The storm can't get us. Sing me a song, Danny said, snuggling beneath the worn bedspread. What do you want to hear? Riley asked. The barley song. I like that one. The wind that shakes the barley, it's called. Riley sang the song softly. I sat within a valley green. I sat me with my true love. My sad heart strove to choose between the old love and the new love. Why are there always girls in the songs? Danny interrupted. I guess people like to hear about love, Riley said. He really didn't understand it either. He would have preferred songs about battles or murder or even aliens. But most of the songs he knew were about love and sadness. And someone was always dying. Da says if you can sing a sad tune, the lassies will love you. Go to sleep, Kellen shouted. Fuck off, Riley and Danny said simultaneously. They started to laugh, then pulled the bed covers over their heads. Stupid gits, Riley whispered. Sing the rest of the song, Danny begged. Riley continued, the sound of the wind and rain his only accompaniment. He couldn't help but wonder if he'd ever like a girl enough to sing her a song. And if he did, would she follow him around the same way the girls followed Kellen? Love was much easier to understand when it was words in a song than when it happened in real life. Chapter One The line for customs and immigration snaked around the room and out the sliding glass doors into the hallway. Nan Galvin searched for a clock, not sure about the local time. Back home in Madison, Wisconsin, it was five in the morning. Here in Ireland, at Shannon Airport, it was... Eleven o'clock, she murmured, catching sight of a clock on the wall. She smiled to herself. Though she'd planned hundreds of exciting trips in her head and flipped through travel books during her lunch hours, this was the first time she'd actually gotten on a plane and flown across an ocean. Everything around her seemed exotic from the shape of the trash cans to the voice over the loudspeaker to the signs written in Gaelic. I'm in Ireland, she said, smiling to herself. The line moved and she pulled her luggage along with her, getting ever closer to the row of desks and dour-faced immigration officials. Her mother had visited Ireland the summer after her college graduation. Twenty-seven years ago, Laura Daly had stepped off a plane, just as Nan had just done, ready to begin a wonderful adventure in the land of her ancestors. Nan could only imagine the young woman her mother had been. Laura Daly Galvin had died of cancer 
when Nan was eight. This trip was a way to discover the other side of her, she'd decided. After her mother's death, she'd cared for her father, keeping house, excelling in her schoolwork, living at home while she attended college and after she took her first job. As time went on, she'd become more like him, a quiet homebody, satisfied to find adventure between the pages of a book rather than in the real world. A year ago, she'd buried Jim Galvin beside her mother. But it was the discovery of a trunk full of her mother's memories that caused Nan to reevaluate the person she was. The contents provided a window into the woman Laura Daly Galvin had been, adventurous, curious, spontaneous, and a packet of letters revealed a lasting friendship with an Irish woman named Carrie, a woman that Nan was determined to meet. She decided.